Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast. I am your host and life coach, Dion Thompson. Having a moment. Who having a moment. Okay. So every day that I record these brilliant podcasts, I get my guests to share three dance tunes that they want to shake their ass to before we hit record. And my guest today, Heather, um, picked some great songs like I, that I know. I know these songs. I know them well. Um, a couple of them I listen to frequently. And what I think is absolutely fascinating in this moment, so in about you know a hot minute, I'm, we're going to share all the awesomeness that is Heather. Um, uh, an, an element of that is her energy work and as a practitioner, a Reiki practitioner. And if you know Reiki at all, you know it can travel great distances. And although we're actually not that far away, we're in the same town. Um, but that was an energetically shared experience. I was fucking crying. Um, my skin was on fire. Um, now I'm a feeler when it comes to music, like a, like an auditory synesthete, like I hear music and then I feel things and I cry and, and then that happens, but this was huge and, um, holy shit balls. I just, I just want to comment on that. So right before we hit record, Heather, you had said you, what did, what was that experience like for you as the, the attuned person? Yeah. I said that the second I, we, the second the music started really, and we got up and dancing dance. Oh my, I can't even speak right now. <laughs> that's what's happening. That's, that's great Whoa. for a podcast. Just, you know, know tongue right? tie, it's I'll all good. Myself together. No worries. Um, yeah, no, that literally I had goosebumps from like the, the, my scalp, my hair, my standing on end all the way down through my body to my toes, like the whole time. And then tears throughout at various moments of the song. <laughs> yeah. And I just, it was exactly what you said, a shared energetic experience um, together. Yeah. It was beautiful and amazing. Yeah. So <clears throat> yesterday you sent me an email mm-hmm. um, sharing a little bit about um, we'll call them breakthrough moments. I like to call my breakdowns breakthroughs. I yeah. think that um, it just changes things, but, um, mm-hmm. and unbeknownst to you, I too am going through some massive shifts at the moment and we are going to explore and unpack that together. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Um, but I think there's some, and I don't think it's just us as far as uh, this experience right now. I think um, the fact that we're aligned and we are connected um, is timely, divine timing as it were. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so before we get too deep in it, let me um, introduce Heather to all of you. Uh, Heather Forge is a mom, entrepreneur, creator, healer, light worker, and an empath on a mission to help other souls to break free from the many preconceived limitations set either by ourselves or societal pressures so that we can live as authentically as possible. She believes that the more we follow our true heart's calling, the more at peace we will feel. And she's absolutely right. And she helps others to unleash their magic by supporting them as they tune into their bodies, their intuition, and truly listen to what's telling them. And at the core of all of her work is the belief that releasing what no longer serves us, leaving room for what matters most, is a key element in everyone's soul journey. So welcome, Heather, my friend. Yes. Um, an energy worker. If you, I mean, if you're not, if you're just I listening, was just gonna say, I have goosebumps. Like goosebumps. <laughs> As you were reading that, I was like, oh, here we go. I have goosebumps again. Yeah. It's so gonna be one of those. It's going to be one of those. And I, I just want to preface. So if you've not been listening to the podcast or you don't really know me, you may not know that for most of my life, I was like anti woo. I mean, not, you <laughs> not. Oh yeah, full on anti-woo-woo because I had some spiritually guided friends who were way into the woo-woo and I'm like, you people are fucking crazy. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and yet here I am literally having a shared sort of 
energetic experience with another beautiful human and totally open and like, this is happening. There's no denying this. And um, so if you are a little on the fence with the woo, just keep listening because, you know, we'll tap into some science. We'll talk about that. And more importantly, um, you get to feel the awesomeness that is this kind of work. So, whoo, okay, Heather, when, <laughs> when we jumped on our pre-podcast chat, because I do those things, um, we talked about, I think, 8,000 things except oh. the podcast, which I thought was yeah. funny. Um, and the whole time we're like, is this what we're supposed to be talking about? I'm like, I think so. I, I, I do. <laughs> um, but what really hit home for me was the fact that there was this constant pull for you, even though the, the limiting preconceived ideas of the world and, and, um, and, and, and even though we think these things ourselves, they are still conditioned responses yeah. from external sources that are shifting mm-hmm. and, and guiding our thoughts. And so that was, it was almost like these road, roadblocks were like getting in your way, like, nope, you can't follow that path. Nope, you can't follow yeah. this path. And yet here you are having yeah, gone over above through these roadblocks and you're doing beautiful work, fortunately in my community. So, and just a pause there. Again, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that Midland's full of fucking awesome people. Like this whole, like every time I turn around, like this person lives in my community, I can go have coffee with this person. So um, come to Midland and get all the awesome. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but okay. So tell me, tell Mm -hmm. me which hot mess moment you're going to highlight for us, because I know the road was like up and down and sideways and over and under. And um, yeah, but what is it? what was that moment when you're like it, when you think of it now, life is everything before and everything after, like it was yeah. a pivotal moment. Yeah, it was probably when, yeah, like you say, I, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I am honored to be sharing this space with you and having just had that experience as we were dancing, um, you know, will, will stay with me forever. So that's, that was beautiful. Um, and I certainly did go all over the road map with, um, my journey so far. Um, but I'm grateful to be here. So I'm happy to talk about it. Uh, I think that, I think that I was on a women's kind of retreat with three of my close friends and, was doing a bit of soul searching I had been doing a bit of soul searching but it was coming to that pivotal moment and they helped me basically sit on a dock while we were eating like skinny pop popcorn and having a glass of wine and the place we were at had given everyone like a journal and a pen and a few other things and we I sat there with mine and they we kind of just wrote my resignation letter to the job I was currently in well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> and leaving. <laughs> Thinking back to that moment, uh, it felt really hugely scary for me because I knew I would be taking a leap in this direction, not leaving to go to another quote unquote nine to five job. Right. Um, and then that was like, that was the weekend. And then on the Monday I went into work and I typed it up. Obviously I didn't just hand her that page of scribbles and, um, which and, can we just say, if you had, that would have been like, just kind of epic. Like I had a divine download and I must leave you now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? I still have, I still have the journal with where I had written all those notes, but, um, it was scary as hell. Uh, like I knew it had to happen though, because I was getting to the point where, my body was, uh, I knew I was under an immense amount of stress and that it wasn't, um, I wasn't in alignment with who I was anymore. Um, Therefore my whole mind, body, soul, spirit was not in alignment with anything either. So um, to the point where, you know, I know we'll talk probably about intuition and things like that and listening and listening to our bodies because our bodies really do have the answers, you know, we just have to listen and tune in. And so I ignored it. I ignored, even though I know all of this and I've been doing energy work and I've, you know, I, I can trust my gut, but I ignored it because I didn't want to let someone else down my employer. 
Um, so I pushed through it all. And eventually, you know, I ended up on medication uh, for the first time in my life. I, it, then it got to the point where, you know, my skin would break out and I was starting to lose my eyebrow hair. Like we're talking, my body was yelling at me, like more like screaming at me. Cause I kept ignoring all the whispers of my intuition saying, you know, this isn't for you anymore. Um, get out and change your path um, or take the leap or whatever, however it sounds like for, for you. Right. Um, and so, yeah, that's how, that was the very pivotal moment, that moment sitting on the dock, writing the resignation letter, and then the next day going in and handing it to her. And like, that was like the line down the middle, the before and then the after, you know, it's very clear for me to this day. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. That's, it's massive. And what some of the pieces that you highlighted there, I think a lot of people, me included, can definitely relate to mm-hmm. um, the, the ignoring. And it's not even so much ignoring in my own experience. And you know, when I talk to other people, it's just the lack of all fucking awareness completely of yeah. our own feel like a how what's happening inside of our bodies. So mm-hmm. many of us have been um, taught and conditioned to exit our bodies like before puberty, but definitely at puberty, Mm -hmm. because then it becomes this thing. Mm -hmm. It's this thing that sort of we operate, but it is not us and it's used and we manipulate it and it can be hated. Um, We're actually not often shown how to love it, Um, but there's this massive disconnection. And so uh, unless we're modeled or talked to about what it feels like to listen through feeling, right? right. Your, your, yeah. your mind uses words, your body uses feelings, does yeah. not use words. And sometimes words and feelings don't necessarily connect and words mm-hmm. don't match it. But as young children, we had this capacity, we, we, we felt all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we are conditioned to, instead of learning more about that, to pull full, pull like fully away from it. Mm-hmm. And so- you know, I, like you learned a lot about what that was and intuition and, and the energetics and learned a lot, but that doesn't necessarily always make the physical connection. We still have to get right back into our bodies before Mm -hmm. we can apply that level of learning. Um, and so, you know, the, environments and the spaces where you feel like you belong on a retreat with close mm-hmm. people in nature mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. body's like okay the door's open yeah. come on back yeah, <laughs> and exactly. and things happen right and no like that divine download the expression of no I will not be returning back to that place it just sort of flows um, so I wanted to just highlight that if anybody else is feeling that level of disconnect like I should know better but I but I don't And I, you know, and we negate certain aspects. We see it in others. I bet you, if you saw someone going through what you were going through, you would have been like, Hey, honey, you need blah, blah, blah. And here's this. And you should know about this and you could support someone, but we can't do this part. Right. So. No, it's, it's so true. And I say that I, and I have years of work in mental health and basically yeah exactly I can talk the talk I can talk the talk (laughs) until I'm blue in the face but do you think I can walk the walk until until my body started like having some very serious side effects from the stress that I wasn't going through right and ignoring ignoring my my calling and um and all of it and um yeah and I think and I did know deep down I'm like you're not in a good place but I but the people pleaser I always joke that I'm like I'm a recovering people pleaser because Mm -hmm. Um, man, that's a hard one to break because I, I am, I, you know, I do enjoy it, but this became, it was, it's at my detriment. So it was becoming, I didn't want to let them down to the point where I was letting myself down. And that was like, it'd be obviously the life lesson right there. Right. I can't be doing things to, to my own detriment and my, my health. Um, I want to, I want to talk about people pleasing number one, because it's fucking huge and, um, rampant. And I too, recovering people pleaser in recovery, I would say, I wouldn't say I'm recovered because it's no, I'm not recovered either. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's, there's so much inside this. Okay. Yes. We've been conditioned um, women specifically nurturer, which then depending on um, our experiences and how we perceive things and what's directly taught to us 
You know, it's our job to make sure everybody's okay, to make sure they're happy. You know, as a young person, like I'm talking really long, young, as you were like a nurturing kid, you were really rewarded for how well you take care of things and make sure everything is in its place. And, and I know I'm not the only one that got that And with all the love, like it wasn't, you know, know, people weren't trying to turn us into like crazy people. It was truly with love. And Mm -hmm. what I find fascinating is the more connected we felt, um, or we feel like our identity is attached to, you know, the one who does these things for others. Because right. in and of itself, it's, there's nothing bad being of service and to be, yeah. to want well, good things for other people. But there's that fine line where it's via sacrifice mm-hmm. and, and loss of self. Yeah. And then I think something that I, I heard what you, like in, in what you'd said about the you know, you were experiencing so much stress, which was manifesting physically, like outwardly and literally losing parts of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but you also in the same breath identified it was, you know, you didn't want to disappoint somebody. So it's people pleasing, but it's actually the stress response of fawning, Mm -hmm. right? So fight, flight, fight, fight, flight, freeze, fawn. So the, 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 the desire to make somebody feel better in hopes that whatever the bad thing is happening around us will stop. Right. And, but so as people pleasers, that's a, that's not a big leap. So -hmm. that when we're feeling stressed, that's a knee jerk response. Okay. Well, if I just made everybody, if I just made this better, if I made this situation better, if I, if they were happier, everything would be better. I would feel better. And right. And it's, it's talk about limiting preconceived pressure from the world it's a recipe for burnout yeah and and you along with so many others are literally brewing that right now and you have moved past that so tell me okay so you do the resignation Mm -hmm. and like then what because the behaviors and the stress and all the things all the limiting beliefs they they don't go away just because you make a leap Mm -hmm. um what was that like those first few months? Like how did you, how did you do that? Yeah, that's a great question. And it almost feels like when I think back to that part of my life, I almost feel like I blacked it out because it was like, I got the, what I think was the most difficult part of the way, which was actually resigning. And the real, I think the immediate relief that I felt kind of like washed through me very quickly. Um, And so I just like everything else, I remember that I was able to quickly, not quickly, but properly wean off the medication prescription meds that I was on for anxiety and things like that. Um, you know, slowly my slowly the things that had been happening to my body were starting to get better because when that stress is lifted or the situation that I was in was was gone. Um, it, thank God that our bodies can can bounce back. It does take work, but I definitely I, I went for my I went to see someone for Reiki for my own treatment because I needed to clear out all of that energy that I was hanging on to that negativity and the energy that was blocking the flow for me um and uh just started to take things slowly to get back on track um put invest time into myself with Mm. healthier eating and even some movement because I was stress eating I wasn't doing anything like when I was in the situation I was just in survival mode kind of um which I think, you know, a lot of people have been feeling over the last two years in general with the pandemic. So I think it's relatable. Um, and certainly for anyone that's been in a job situation that they, that hasn't aligned with their, you know, with themselves. Um, and really, because I had already thought a lot about where I'd be leaping to, there was a sense of peace in my heart, just knowing that I'm going to come into myself. I know this is happening. And I had to get that huge hurdle out of my way first which was the larger piece of it so um yeah it's just like almost like you can take that deep breath again when you get out of that space right that is huge and I wanted to highlight that knowing that you that existed some like a a self-trust that Mm -hmm. okay so you done that you knew that you needed to do the big thing then stuff is about to get messy and yet you were you we're okay with the mess, right? Like, yes. Yeah. This is, this is just part of it. And I think for so many people, that's a new feeling to mm-hmm. trust the process to, mm-hmm. and to know that um, you're on the right path 
and it will lead you where you need to go, even if you haven't, you know, yeah. completely visualized that. Would yeah. that be something that you experienced? Like you were knew you were going, but not yeah. too concerned with like it had to be this and it had to be that. And right. Yeah. I, I would say and, and that I think that's a, a good thing to to throw out there too is like it's very hard to trust the process, obviously. I mean, we hear the, the term a lot, but um, when you're in it, it's hard. Um, but knowing that like, you know, you're out of that one situation at least is something very positive and to, to kind of take those small steps. For me, and something that I would suggest in terms of like why I felt more at peace knowing that I was going to end up somewhere that I was meant to be is because I am tuned into my intuition and my gut. And the key with learning to listen to that and learning to listen to our bodies is, I, I said this at the back at that point in my life, I said, knowing where I'm going, like thinking about getting into the energy work and um, making this huge shift in my life, all I feel in my, in my body and soul is peace. That was the word. And so if you are um, having to make like difficult decisions or there are things going on in your life and you're just not sure which way to go, sit with sit with yourself somewhere quiet and and literally say it out loud like should I go should I stay in this environment in this workplace because I'm not sure I want to do the other thing if your stomach immediately like tenses up or you're starting to have certain symptoms like physical symptoms that you're experiencing that is a very clear indication that that is not meant for you um but the re like but society and different pressures that that um, you know, come on to us, um, force us to kind of push that quieter, intuitive voice down. Um, and we've, we follow the louder kind of head voice. Um, so versus if I were to sit there and say, okay, do I know that I need to be incorporating energy work into my life's purpose? And like, I just have a calmness about my body feels at peace and calm. That's a very clear indication that yes, that's the, that's the right way to go. I mean, it's, um, it takes some practice listening to it. But so for me, it was easier than it would be for a lot of people, just because I, I can, I know what my body, how my body reacts to situations now after. And actually that was the third time in my whole life where my eyebrow hair would fall out due to a stressful situation. So I knew I had previous experience with it when I'm in a toxic situation, like certain signs that happen. So what I'm saying is pay attention to how your body reacts in situations, you know, are not healthy for you. And then also pay attention to how it acts in situations, you know, are benefiting you. Mm -hmm. And then you can kind of see those differences. Right. And then for future, it helps you trying to sort through this type of stuff and get the answers you need. That is huge. What you just said about having that comparison is yeah. crucial. I think a lot of people can get really, they shy away or they're fearful of opening up that floodgate of what, right the the no feels like right yeah. and and whatever might be behind that door mm -hmm. but practicing being in your body and tuning in when you're in joy state yeah right exactly. and, yeah. and like that's just as important and extremely powerful and even better is it if the more you practice feeling into that state the more you can call on it when you need it mm -hmm. so when you are in a place of like Bleh, yeah. You can ground and like, oh, okay, I'm going to go back to that moment, to that memory, to that experience and pull the joy back in, change my state, mm -hmm. um, which then changes the circumstance that you're currently in. And it can change your entire reality. I mean, yes, that's a whole, that, that feels like a whole other thing, but, I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a practice, right? It Heather, is. like it's something, yeah. um, like for yourself, although you've, you've practiced it when you first started, well, when I first started, like, what the fuck? I don't know. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and this is, you know, well, first of all, I was just like, I had goosebumps again while you were chatting. And I'm like, whenever I get goosebumps, I'm like, this is, we know we're on the right path here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, one of the biggest things I'm finding right, uh, you know, in this day and age, I guess, and for probably for many years, but we are in such a fast paced culture that we don't slow down often enough to really take that time to sit and enjoy the joy. We are constantly moving from th one thing to the next. And um, that's like, we have to stop glorifying that. We need to be able to take the time 
for ourselves when we need it and to really get in touch with our with our inner selves because mm. um again i can't stress this enough but the intuition when you're trying to listen to your body it is just so it's so quiet it's the subtle differences you're going to notice versus like our ego based thinking that is just so loud so we're more a lot of people we're conditioned to listen to the loud voice so to speak over the quieter voice and often it's not the right choices for us. So we just have to, you do have to practice and you just, you'll learn how to differentiate between the two and then how to use it to your advantage to like live your most authentic life because we're, we only live this lifetime once. Like we, why, why are we, I mean, I'm 39 and thankful that I have time still to be at this point where I have figured out what my, you know, life's purpose is and my soul's purpose and to enjoy it. Um, thank God for that. Like I'm blessed and I'm sure you feel very similarly. And I know a lot of people do, and a lot of people are not there yet. And I just hope that, you know, even if listening to this, they make some subtle changes where they can kind of tune in and realize, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to take that leap and follow what my heart is telling me and what my intuition is leading me to, because it's so easy to push it down and just busy and keep that, keep whatever job you're in, even if you're not a hundred percent happy, but you know, it pays the bills and whatever um, it's good for now but right. then where the physical symptoms will come in the longer we ignore what we're really supposed to be doing right absolutely and so you this talk of joy yeah and i i find any conversation where we highlight um the desire for more of it and then soon as we utter that <gasps> but that's really scary mm-hmm. and you know brene brown Oh gosh, are you gonna? I bet you're gonna quote my favorite quote right now. Oh, uh, maybe <laughs> she has so many, um, but she has stated many times that joy is the most vulnerable feeling yeah. that we can experience. Yeah. And as you were speaking, I'm like, oh, part of that is the conditioning of constantly looking for it. So if you're constantly looking, that mm-hmm. means you are not uh, arriving at. Right. It's like saying, I try. Well, if you're constantly trying, then you're never actually doing. Right. So I, part of me is like, I wonder if that fear we have around joy and experiencing too much of it is number one, it's related to um, how vulnerable a feeling that is and mm-hmm. our intuition, our higher self, our authentic, so I don't care what you call it, but the, yeah. the, the not ego, the other part of you, the, yeah, um, yeah. the true part of you, um, it lives and thrives in vulnerability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, so to practice, like it, to think about getting to a place where joy is the, is the mainstay, yeah. you have to practice all of that being vulnerable stuff. You have to practice the idea that it's okay. You have to practice. Like it is, it isn't just saying I want to be happier. Mm-hmm. Well, you can spend your life wanting to be happy and that becomes your state want, which is a very low vibrational state. Um, mm-hmm. Or you can truly start to believe that you are happy and that it is possible and that the joy does exist. And then more likely would you be to, Oh, Oh, I feel this. Oh, okay. And instead of the um, the fear response of waiting for the other shoe to drop when things yeah. get too good. And we say the whole is too good to be true. Something bad has to happen. Um, we lean in and go, no matter what happens, there's more joy. Yes. Right. Cause life will get shitty. We all know this hot messes happen. Yes. But we can get really conditioned and pattern to believe that that is the norm, mm-hmm. the, the shit. Yeah. And forget that there is always joy on there's always more. Mm-hmm. It's, it's limitless. It's available all the time. Yes. Oh, okay. So tell me, tell me about your joy. Tell, tell me all about your joy. I'm well, excited to hear. Yeah. It. And just the, ex- everything you explained, just to talk about Brené Brown for one second again, is that, okay. Okay. I know. <laughs> okay. You know, yeah, I twisted your arm. Um, <laughs> is she talked about foreboding joy, right? And that's the, th- and that's exactly it. It's like that light bulb moment again. And that's what you just explained we are fearful or, you know, to get into that joyful state because of that whole, like, you don't want your, okay, now something's going to happen. And so um, really in terms of like, in terms of my joy, what, what I constantly try to work on is reframing 
my thoughts because I'm human. I get those negative thoughts too. They creep in and, you know, um, I actually limit so I don't watch the news and I, tr you know, I limit all of what's being thrown me at it as an empath, which is so hard not to absorb all the, the other feelings in the world, which right now super heavy. Um, well, super heavy for a long time, but reframing, we have the power to do that. We have the power to reframe our thoughts and emotions into something positive. And you kind of, you know, touched on, um, the vibrations and yeah, like joy. So like fear and, um, anger and different and different emotions like that are low vibrational on the frequency scale. And then joy and love and happiness are all higher. So it's like, once we start experiencing the joy and the love more, and we allow ourselves to experience all that, we are like vibrating higher. And like, really, let's be honest, who wants to go back down when you are reaching higher vibrational states down to the, the, the sadness and the fear and everything, right? Like, right. no, don't, don't bring yourself back down there. Um, but for sure, there's, the, the trick is, the key is, I think, when we are experiencing emotions that are heavier, um, thoughts that are maybe more negative than, than positive, um, feel them, allow yourself to feel it, recognize it, but then find ways to let it go or reframe your thinking so that you can get back to those happier vibrations quicker. Mm -hmm. It becomes, then it becomes, then you're not even almost trying. You, you've learned, it's a learned behavior, right? We're breaking yeah. the, we're kind of breaking the pattern of staying too long in those negative thoughts um, or emotions. Absolutely. And something else I want to comment on, because it's extremely powerful to step into those states and to, mm -hmm. to feel into them and to practice being there. So that becomes the norm. Yes. And a, an important element is that we don't live in bubbles. Mm -hmm. We do not live in energetic bubbles. We are completely and, and utterly surrounded and bombarded by the energy of others all day long. Mm -hmm. And 85% of the human population lives at a low vibrational level. Yeah. And so chances are pretty good. Your circle of people are functioning at a whole other level and energy is coming at you. Mm -hmm. And so part of your practice of raising your vibration is acknowledging what vibration is around you and making choices. Yes. And I'm, I'm not saying cut out all the people, mm -hmm. but limit interactions, protect yourself energetically, really yeah. do that work because getting yourself there is, one, is only part of it. And yeah. practice being there is part of it, but you will have to continuously um, engage with the narratives of the people who are also in your lives. Like the, I, I visualize the energy that I'm emitting and that I'm carrying with me. And it's kind of like a Venn diagram with all the other people in my life. Yeah. And so my, what I choose to do creates a ripple effect. And what happens is, so I'm raising my vibration and the people around me feel it. Now, what that does for them, because they're functioning at a lower vibration of fear, anger, resentment, yeah. apathy, shame, whatever, is it triggers more of that. So mm -hmm. they become more defensive about my happiness. Right. Yeah. So you people, I, I don't know if you experience that, but it's like people are rejecting your joy. Like yeah. there's, you know, there's something wrong or they're, they're like, they don't say this specifically, but you, you, you need to come back down now. Like, right. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. It seems yeah. really out there because it's when we start to move our model of the world too far away from someone else's mm -hmm. now they're starting to um, see us as a little wackadoodle. Yeah. And so our responsibility to, is always to ourselves. And when we move ourselves into those high vibrational states, the long-term impact is that it's beneficial for those in our spheres, right? Yes. In, it, and the short term is fucking messy. Mm -hmm. Did you experience anything like that? Yeah. And, you know, I talk about it with, even when I have my client, my energy medicine clients come in for a Reiki um, session and, and just with friends, whoever, I talk about it all the time because I think it's important to know um, that this is common, normal, and okay to experience. You don't have to change yourself or your own vibrations to fit in with someone in your circle, potentially, that is not at the same vibrational state as you. Um, so what happens is over life, you know, 
I've been blessed with a lot of different, you know, relationships, friendships, whether it's family, friends, whoever has come in and out of my life. But as I come in more to my authentic self and over the last maybe three or four years, particularly have noticed a lot of relationships in my life shifting um, to maybe I don't see the person as often anymore, or I'm not quite in touch and have really learned to recognize even people very close to me where I'm like, you, like you said it exactly limit um, interactions because I find like I can only take certain people in smaller doses now because um, of where we're at different energetic levels and states. So that's okay. You don't have to think that you did something wrong and have to mend a friendship. I still wish them nothing but love, you know, and I'm sure that they feel the same, but we don't always have to like push that friendship to connect on a level like it maybe used to in, in previous years. Right. Um, so trust where you're going, but it is, um, you do start questioning everything, right? Because you're like, oh, but but they're not, they don't seem happy. Should I, should I dull, don't dim your light. Don't dull, dull down. <laughs> Dimming your light, I've done it. I still probably do it sometimes without realizing it before I catch myself and realize, no, you know what? I have worked my ass off to get here to where I am right now. And um, I, you know, even like my, I won't dim my light for my husband. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just the thing we, we, uh, you know, we're in different, we're in different places, but that's okay. We still learn to, we have a love and a connection in a different, in a lot of different ways too. Um, and on the flip side, once you start vibrating at that level, you're meant to vibrate at, you are going to invite people into your life who are at the same. I know. See, I see you over there. Um, I have met so many people in this last year alone, like yourself and uh, so many others in my life where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, people come in and out of our lives for reasons. And, mm-hmm. um, and this is a huge reason why. And so you are, I'm attracting more people, like people into my life. Um, we're making con- amazing connections because we're, we're doing the work on our, on ourselves too. Right. Which mm-hmm. is huge and getting ourselves into that higher vibrational state. So you're going to attract other people like that too. And that's okay. So friendship, best friends that you've had for t- 15 years, it's still good to have them in your life, but that's not to say you can't welcome other relationships into your life too mm-hmm. and have things shift to meet you where you're at too, right? Um, embrace it, embrace it. Don't, don't dim for other Don't people. dim, zero dimming. Okay, zero so I dimming. wanted to um, kind of circle back to the fawning stress response because what I've experienced, what I've seen, um, and maybe what you not necessarily had um, experienced yourself, but you may see with your clients as well, we have been conditioned to people, please. Okay. I think that everybody can go. Yes. Um, and part of our then biological response to stress is can incorporate that people pleasing aspect of ourselves and then becomes fawning. Mm -hmm. And when we, from a fear state, try to hold on to things that are no longer meant for us, including relationships, we can dim the light, but mm-hmm. we can then overcompensate to try to make it continue to work. Yeah. So you may find yourself like really bending over backwards, really ignoring what all the signs and all the things and trying and trying and, and yet it's still not working. Mm-hmm. Letting go of what no longer serves us, Yes. whether that's um, things or people like uh, jobs, what's really important is when we give ourselves permission to do that, just Mm -hmm. like you said, Mm -hmm. you make room for the people that you, that are vibrating at the the level that you are choosing to be at. I believe that as beings, human beings, we we can only handle so much in our conscious awareness at any given moment. Mm -hmm. And when we try to add more in, we feel overwhelmed. Um, And that includes how many friendships we can maintain. Like mm-hmm. we can, I can have a thousand acquaintances, but my yeah. people, like mm-hmm. my people, yeah. that's, that's like a select few. Mm-hmm. And in order for there to be bandwidth, in order for there to be space for me to embrace and, and fully enjoy the reciprocity of a valuable relationship, there gotta be room for that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and so I love that you highlighted that 
the friendships were valuable. They're always valuable. You learn a lot. The friends for reason, friends for season, that's a real thing. Mm -hmm. And um, choosing to shift the narrative of relationship doesn't negate the greatness that existed. Right, exactly. And uh, and when someone's coming from a fear space, they Mm -hmm. will, they think, well, if I let it go, that means it it can be tainted. There's going to be negativity attached to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that you highlighted yeah. that you can release yourself yes. and it doesn't mean that you cut them out. It just okay. means that you shift the nature or the narrative that exists in your relationship yes. and n- know that you're also doing that. It's a service, mm-hmm. right? It's compassion, deep, like Brene Brown style, fucking give it to him hard compassion. <laughs> and you give, you give space for the other person to do their own growing. But when we try to hold on to something too tightly and we start fawning, Mm -hmm. we start bending over backwards and doing everything that's possible to try to maintain a relationship, we can kind of create like a codependency. And so it's almost prevents other people from being able to grow. Mm -hmm. That that's how I choose to see it. (laughs) Yeah. No, hang on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just, I think people just need to which is great that we're talking about it because I think people just need to be okay with that, like understand it and and be okay with it. Realize that this is how life is really supposed to work. We're not supposed to be super, you know what I mean? Like people are coming in and out of our lives for reasons. And if we are too focused on trying to still maintain a connection with someone from 20 years ago, because we have guilt over like cut the cutting, you know, cutting a tie, or releasing what's not serving us any longer, then we're, we're missing out on what else could be coming in and really serving us our higher good, right? Um, so again, it's kind of that trust, trusting the process whole thing because life is a journey and we are going, it's not linear. <laughs> it's like with the wildest roller coaster I've ever been on in my life. So, um, <laughs> you know, but it, it, you, you learn to kind of recognize these things the, the kind of as you're leaning into your own um yourself and your your vibrations and where you're at in life and then it becomes easier to see like oh yes and so and so was here in my life for that reason and that's amazing I'm so grateful and then and now I've met you know so and so and they're here for me right now and this is you know it's almost like let's um celebrate the fact that we get these opportunities in life to have so many people help us along the way. Right. And even the, and I want to just clarify too, even help us in a way that even the difficult situations that I've been in and even the job, for instance, I look back at that and I am not, I don't have like, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm thankful for it. I'm not um, angry at it because it got me to where I am. So I want to just be clear that everything is such a lesson. So even the times when you are really struggling or in a situation, or there's someone in your life that you really just, it isn't um, good for you. Like there are lessons to be learned. And then if you can just re, if you can look at it in a way that you can see how the positives that are coming out of it Mm -hmm. helps us overall, right. In the whole grand scheme of life. So it's okay to also be thankful for those tough times. Absolutely. Thank you for highlighting that. Um, extremely powerful point that it's not just the nice things that um, it's the relationships, it's the experiences that we have moved through. And I recognize um, when you're in crisis or in trauma, that's a whole other thing. You need to be there Mm -hmm. and do what needs to be done there. Um, But the opportunity to shift your perspective, which is always a choice. Mm -hmm. So, and the choice Sometimes, you know, how could I look at this any differently? And obviously this is really shitty and look at what they did and whatever. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we have to ask ourselves, how do I want to feel today? Mm -hmm. Because if I have a habit of being angry, then chances are I'm going to look at every situation through a lens of anger and hold on to that. But if I'm choosing practicing being in a joy state, well, how do I, how can I look at this? so that I get to feel the way that I want, because I'm a fucking grown up and I can do whatever I want and I can believe whatever I want. And if I want to be happy, I'm going to figure that out. And so, you know, it takes practice to be able to reframe and shift perspective. And it may take 
some significant time in those early months, years as you're doing this work. Mm -hmm. But you get to that point, right? Where you're like, I can almost do it while I'm in it. Like I might, and I think that's the win. It isn't about not experiencing shit storms because they, they're going to happen. That's life. Yep. That's life. It's about being able to be in it, feel it because you have to feel it in order to process, but you let, um, one of my other guests, she was like, um, emotions are just energy in motion. And if you try to stop them, you're going to end up in it. So you just need to let it move. And let it flow. And it come, could come out your eyes. It could come out your mouth. It could, <laughs> exactly. you know, you're, you need to run. You need to punch things, not people, you, whatever. Yeah. Um, but you need to feel it. And yeah. then you get to decide what that situation means for you mm-hmm. later. Yeah, exactly. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. I love yeah, you. Like feel it, feel it to heal it. Right. And that's, yes. and that's like, as an energy worker, um, what like tissue memory or cellular memory is such a huge part of my work because what's happening is if we if we don't feel the emotions we can't release them and then they get stuck in our bodies on a cellular level like let's just think about how many cells are in our body right so what part of my work when i'm doing a session is to actually free those mem- free that those that energy that is stuck in your cells um because you people hang on to stuff for years and years, years, and it stays in your body. You have to feel it, heal it, like let it go. You know, we have that. That's, that's such a big part of it because otherwise it's just in you and you're just keep, keep thing building in until it comes out in that toxic level of how, you know, even for myself with my own experience and like your body starts, things start happening because you just keep building and not releasing um, that stuff that you're experiencing, all those emotions. Yeah. Feel it to heal it. Gotta do it. So I just want to say, number one, everybody should be doing the Reiki. If you're not like, it's a crucial element to overall healthcare. I, I truly believe. Yeah. And here's the, here's the kicker, just like any form of supportive or preventative health. If you have a mindset of ill or of anger or of a, if you have a habit of trapping emotions, then the, the Reiki will work. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to need it again and again and again and again. But so part of the healing process is about shifting how you see the world. So yes, do the clearing. It's integral that that happens so that you can create space for possibility, Mm -hmm. but it isn't, it isn't, the Reiki practitioner's responsibility to get it done. It's, yeah. it's our, again, it comes back to, yes. What are we taking ownership of? Yeah. So, oh, you know what? I always seem to go down this path whenever these types of things happen. Mm-hmm. And then I trap those emotions and right. So that level of awareness yeah. Um, yeah. is crucial. Not mm-hmm. that I want to not people to not maintain a, being clients, but I think that we can get really um, skewed perspective if we think, well, it worked for like a day and then yeah. I, I felt all crappy again. Well, yeah. it's because you're still doing the thing that got you there in the first yeah, place. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. it's a, for sure. And that's like anything, you know, like obviously it's a great complimentary um, way to help you with your health, but it's the same as if you were seeing a therapist or, you know, or what, or anything other, any other type of, um, of comp- complimentary medicine or, or with your doctors and healthcare team. Um, you can lead a horse to water, right? I mean, you still do have to do the work, but these are great things to help um, keep your body flowing with the energy the way it's meant to. Um, but yeah, you you do have to you do have to put in the work. And I know, it's like, <laughs> I wish I could just snap my fingers and um, you know it all be great, but uh, it's not it's not the fun part. But it's worth it. Mm-hmm. on the other side of it or you know it, it does get easier for anyone that's really struggling just know that you don't also have to do it all at once it's like taking breaking it down and taking it in smaller steps because when you're looking at a situation on the whole if something is just so overwhelming and you're trying to look at all areas of your life at once you're not I mean I won't say you're not but you're it's so it's seemingly impossible to not get discouraged right up the get-go right so mm-hmm. try to figure out something that is um, 
doable for you, however that is, um, and make a small change and then add in another small change, maybe in a couple of weeks and get the yep. ball rolling that way. Right. So, um, for sure, it's such a great point that, that you made, we do have to put in, we do have to put in the work and only we really have our own answers to that, right. As to how that's going to look and work for us. Right. So yeah, no one can tell you, but I'm here for you, <laughs> you along your way. Um, you know. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. So Heather, this has been phenomenal. I would, and I will, and I could talk to you all day. <laughs> Ooh, moly. Um, I will have links for any of the listeners who want to tune in and connect with Heather and um, experience some awesomeness um, with her. But I want to know what is something you would like the listeners to walk away with today? Because we talked about a lot. Oh, we did talk <laughs> about a lot. I really, um, well, first of all, a couple, like just a quick couple of things. Be gentle with yourself right now and always but right now especially there's just so much going on in our universe and world um be gentle with yourself as you move through different emotions and whatever um state that you find yourself in trust um trust yourself and really i so strongly feel that people just need a bit of more awareness around the mind body connection and listening to your intuition and that I call it the gut feeling because it really often does present itself in your gut, that feeling either of good or bad. Um, finding time to actually practice the differences between your intuition, like maybe the quieter feelings, uh, when you truly feel joy and peace, how your body feels, and versus when you're feeling um, uh, upset, angry, uh, emotional in whichever way how your body feels in that state too, and find some comparison so that you have an easier time kind of telling them apart. So therefore you can be led to make decisions based on how your body's feeling and knowing, trusting that that's right for you. Um, and just in terms of like people pleasing, cause I think that's a real key to our conversation as well. Be careful that you're not making decisions for other people at your own um, detriment, because we subconsciously do that, I think, uh, often. And it's okay to say no to something if it doesn't feel like it's going to serve your greatest good. And it's okay to say yes to something, even if you're a little bit afraid, but it feels right. Yeah. Um, take that, you know, taking the leap in terms of that. So yeah, yeah, just those, that would probably be what I suggest trying to just tune in a little bit more mm -hmm. to, to what our bodies and minds and, you know, souls are trying to tell us and lead with, you know, your heart and your intuit and your intuition. Brilliant. Yeah. Fabulous. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with me today, Heather. Oh, it was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. This is, um, this was one for the books, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, one for the podcast. Um, yes. <laughs> but the, just even the, the way it all started with the with the music and the dancing is just so special. Thank you for having me. I hope mm. um, you know people can take away several pieces of uh, information here. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's awesome. I'm. I guarantee there's a, a this episode is full full of nuggets of awesomeness. So feels like um, it. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, that was great. Thank you. I loved it. <laughs> Awesome. Well, and thank you to all the listeners who tuned in. Um, it was an absolute pleasure to be here with you today and we will see you very soon. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness.